0: I have a confession. I sometimes play Fortnite on my iPad Pro. That's right. I play Fortnite. Judge me. Do it. Go ahead. Yes, I'm almost 40 years old and I have an iPad and I play Fortnite on it. I play a video game on my iPad that has crazy costumes, crazy dances, crazy weapons, you know, people farting, people eating. Bananas and coconuts and mushrooms to get power. I do that. That's me. I play that. Do I play that often? No. Am I competitive with it? Not really. Am I good at it? Yeah. Pretty good at it for somebody who does not play it on a regular basis, who doesn't really practice it, you know? Uh, But I grew up playing video games like that. So it seems pretty easy to me. I mean, I feel like if you grew up playing video games like that game, then you're going to be pretty good at it. You know, like Goldeneye. Boy, that was a great game. Um, I think everybody my age brings up that game as if that was such a great game. And then after that, it was Halo. And everybody I know who was my age played some Halo. We had Halo parties. Or Counter-Strike. We played the crap out of Counter-Strike. We even played Unreal Tournament. Like, I could go on and on and on. I mean, I did this in college. I played these video games in college. So uh, there's always this need to let off some steam every now and then. And a good way to do that is to hop on the old iPad and shoot some cartoon characters. And it's fun. And then you dance. And, uh, yeah, so there's my confession. I think I'll confess every now and then to you things that, to be honest with you, I think are silly about myself. And I don't really judge people for doing it. I don't think there's anything wrong with playing Fortnite. You know, if you play it excessively, I think there's something wrong with you. But, uh, yeah, so that's my confession for the week. I play a little bit of Fortnite. And um, sometimes I watch people play Fortnite. Is that weird? I'll go online and there's these people that play, they stream it or whatever. This uh, this Twitch thing. I even have friends that, that stream on Twitch. That's kind of cool. They just play video games. But, you know, I'll talk to them while they're playing a video game. I used to do that with my roommate at our house. Like He used to play video games, and i just watch him play. It was fun. He was good at video games, and he had lots of them. It was fun to watch him play. So uh, I guess that's a new entertainment thing that we're doing online and on television or wherever you are. You watch other people play a video game, kind of like they play a sport. It's weird to me, but okay. It's whatever. It's just people doing something fun, I guess. Confession. I play Fortnite. And I'm not mad about it. Well, kind of. I want to talk about something that I had a discussion with a few people that disagreed with me, some being my close friends, some being people I just met. And it was about a topic that I think a lot of people don't understand that we all have. And I'm not saying I'm completely right about this, but I do think that we all have this and we ignore it. And instead we can look at it and say, well, how can I change the way I think? And that is the, the bias we have towards other people, regardless of what it is, this strange, long lasting bias that we have within ourselves towards a certain type of person. Um, it's almost like we don't know it's there, but. Every now and then we catch ourselves doing something that we don't quite understand and we don't mean to do. We're not meaning to be this way towards other people. And maybe we don't even do it in front of them. Maybe they don't even know that we're doing it, but we do it. And so I just want to talk about it for a second. It's just an observation observation I've had for a while. And I brought it up to some people and um, made somebody really angry. I made a close friend actually really angry with me because of this discussion, because I got a little passionate about it, and I didn't listen to him, and I overspoke uh, over him. I didn't let him speak, and that's a big no-no. You have to let people speak. If you want to have a discussion d- between people who disagree with each other about a topic, you you most definitely need to give them time to speak and listen to them, and then have a response, and make sure that they know that they shouldn't, you know, interrupt you as well, let you speak. And I made a mistake this weekend. Uh, I made a friend really mad. So mad that they had to leave the table and the discussion. And I don't ever want to do that to anybody. And, And you know what? I thought he was wrong at the moment. I really took it the wrong way. I was actually disrespected in my mind at that moment. And I just let it happen. And I started talking to the other person and finishing my conversation. And even though that conversation, you know, wasn't necessarily heated, you know, there was a lot of passion being thrown around about our thoughts and our opinions. And it ended with a handshake for this person that I did not know, this person that I probably disagreed with 50% of things and agreed with 50% of the things. But I want everyone to understand that we have a bias towards people that we even know you know, that may be in our family, that may be our friends, maybe be a colleague that we work with, maybe somebody that we see on the street, maybe see on the television. We have some sort of bias towards them. We have this feeling that we think we know about them, when really we don't. We don't know them. Or if we do know them, we don't know their motives or what's going on in their head. You know what I mean? So it's kind of what I wanted to talk about. I feel like we all have this... Sense of knowing a religion or a political view or a race. I mean, I think that's really what's showing up today on the news, on TV. You know, you hear about all these things that are happening, these new hate crimes that are just out of control. And, you know, they've been going on forever, but it just seems like there's more and more and more of them now that we have somebody in the office of president that seems to not care, um, that people are getting hurt by his words. And, um, uh, I just wanted to bring it up and see what people thought. And, you know, full disclosure, this was about race. This was about three white men talking about three black men that approached us that night. And, uh, I just wanted them to know that they were uneasy because they have this bias towards black men, you know, and they, it's not their fault. They didn't do it. Nobody nobody told them to be that way. None of us were raised to think that these people are different from us. Um, but in society, whether it be through television or news or the past, you know, just the narrative of history, we have built up this strange thing in our head that we have some bias against somebody of color. Now, I don't have it, but I, I think that what I tried to bring up to them is that Yeah, every now and then it does pop in my head. Like if I see somebody that is of color that dresses a certain way, I have a bias. And I'm like, wait, I don't know that person. That person could be the the biggest, greatest, awesomest person on the planet. You know, giving and kind and polite to everyone they know. And yet here I am creating this picture in my head of who I think that they are. And that's not right. But it's hard to keep from doing it because it's inside of our heads and we just we do it automatically so I just wanted to bring up that try and think about those times when you are judging somebody in your mind and you don't even know who they are you just judge how they look you judge their religion you judge their political views and I know that's pretty hard right now because it seems like we're at very two extremes Um, and it's very easy to judge people who don't agree with you right now because it just seems like everybody's trying to create this narrative of you're the good or or you're the bad guy. And really, we're all just somebody with our own opinion. And what's funny is there could be people with completely different opinions that grew up in the same neighborhood uh, or grew up in the same church or grew up in the same political view of their parents. And um, yet we judge them. And it's like, wait, no, they're just like us. They just came to a conclusion in a different way. And uh, I think we'd all be way better off if we just discussed these things. And that's what I tried to do. Now I did it in the wrong way because I didn't let somebody speak. Because um, I got into the moment and I just wanted to get my point across. And at this point, two people were just, dis- they were disagreeing with me. So um, automatically I felt like I was against the wall. So I, I latched out and and just didn't listen to my friend. And that was the mistake. And this is somebody that I actually respect a lot. Somebody whose opinion isn't always the same as mine, but at least I know I respect it because I know where it's coming from. And I empathize with him because he's told me his background and he has this great story of triumph, you know, but his story isn't over yet. And he's somebody that doesn't want to stop. He wants to keep going. And I think it's important. That we listen to everyone. Every single person. Let me give you an example real quick. So this person I didn't know. He was this tall, you know, good looking man who keeps himself fit. He wore boots, jeans, and a button up shirt. And to me, I thought, oh, who's this pretty boy? You know what I mean? Like I I, I instantly thought this guy is a jock, or he's, you know, he's a hunter, or he's a gun freak. And some of those ideas were right, but some of them were wrong. This person ended up being um, in the military. He had to do with physical therapy. So he's helping people on a daily basis. He is a hunter, but he hunts with a bow. And to me, that is how you should hunt. Not saying that, You know, using a rifle is wrong, but I think there are hunters out there that are clearly not supposed to be hunting because they don't practice. They don't see the the point of it except for killing an animal. And he sees the preservation of it that he goes out during hunting season when he's allowed to, and he helps to keep these animals in a certain population. And, you know, if they get overpopulated, it's not even good for them. So to go out and hunt and go out and shoot the correct animal at the correct age and the correct sex, <laughs> depending on what you're allowed to shoot, he is that person. So I, you know, I had him wrong when it, when it came to that. And he's not necessarily a, a gun fanatic, but he does believe in the Second Amendment. And I don't want to judge him for that at all. Clearly, he is trying to be a respectful gun owner, a respectful hunter, a respectful service person, and um, yeah, but he has biases as well, and that's what we were talking about, was after we were confronted by these three black men, and, and the reason why I brought it up to them was because the first thing that was said to me by one of these men was, you know, I've never seen this many white people down here before, so instantly it was about my color. It wasn't that I was just a young man or a guy with freckles. It was, I was a white guy and white guys didn't used to hang out in that area. And that's true. That's, I mean, that's a fact. If you were white, you were probably not in that area when he was my age. You know, this guy was probably in his fifties or sixties and he told me his life story and he told me why he didn't think it was cool that. There were so many white people down there and not enough color. And I I understood it. It was It's being gentrified. And I don't like gentrification like anybody else. I want the people that already live in the community to stay there. And then their community becomes other people's community as well. But it's shared, not necessarily taken away. And I wanted to have a conversation with these guys about where they're from. I wanted to shake their hands and know where they're from and you know why he has this bias because there were times where i was a kid and i went to a majority black school there were times where as an adult i have lived in a majority black neighborhood and i'm not going to do that thing where well since that 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 doesn't make me racist i'm not going to do that thing where i say i have a black friend and i'm and that means i'm not racist I said that I have been where you've been. I'm empathizing with you. I've seen what gentrification, I've seen what the segregation has done to a certain group of people. And it's disgusting. It disgusts me still to this day to see it still happening. And no matter what we try and do to make it work, there's still this force of judgment and uneducated people who are highly educated people, they're ignorant to what's really going on. And it's because they have this bias, this unknowable bias inside their head that black people are bad, or Republicans are bad, or, you know, Muslims are bad, or poor people are bad. Like, it's all this that we create inside our heads. And then it It gets bunched up together with other people that agree with us and amplified. And then that's what society believes. When really, if you ask around, most people won't agree with that. They'll say, no, I love everyone. I mean, they just don't want to put it out there. And they also know that that's not how it should be. We all know what is right and wrong. We all know that we're all the same thing. We're all the human race. But yet, we have people, even in high offices of our government, still believe they're these people are inferior to us and they are superior and that is so disgusting but again i think it's because slowly but surely as we grow older we create a bias towards other people you don't have it when you're a kid Uh, i i had so many different types of friends when i was a kid and i didn't even know what skin color was until i got older and I started learning about skin color, and I started learning about race, and I started learning about our past. And then it was like, oh, crap, you know? It's like that thing when you were a kid and you learned about Adam and Eve, and and you didn't quite understand what it meant by they didn't know anything until she took from the tree of knowledge. And then she realized she was naked, when really, she wasn't naked. that Naked didn't exist. She created the word naked as we are creating stuff like race. It is disgusting. It is disgusting to say that a Muslim and a Christian are different when really they believe in a God. And that's really all that needs to be known. Now, there are definitely bad actors in every type of person or group. There are murderers. There are people who want to create jihad. There are people who want to tell women how to what to do with their bodies. They exist. And um, the only way we're going to be able to get over all this stuff is if we have a conversation. So word to the wise, listen and respond. Give your point of view, but don't judge people for having a point of view. And if you do see something like hatred or violence or just the wrong point of view, bring it up. Say something about it. Call it out because we need more of that. We need to know what's right and what's wrong in our society. And until we figure that out, this is just going to keep going. We're never going to get over the hump. And we're always going to be at war, or we're always going to tell people what's right and wrong, when really, we don't know what's right and wrong, but we know what's right in the middle and what works. It's just we don't want to be there. I think that's the funniest part, is we have, for instance, our political views, most of us are independent. Most of us are moderate. Most of us are in the middle. Yet we let the extremes divide us. We let the extremes vote for the people. And that's disgusting. I, for one, would like a more moderate world. And I know that's... I'm, I'm a progressive guy, but I would much rather we get to a point where we're all happy about something and we're not always angry and at each other's throats. So let that, let that be a lesson. Not that it's going to get anywhere, because you'll probably disagree with me. But, I have a positive attitude. I think you're all great. <coughs> Yo, I have a beef. I have a beef with Game of Thrones. That's right. You heard me. Game of Thrones. No, it's not because of the show and and the, some of the nasty things it shows in it. You know, like naked people. Bad, like, murders and rapes and... 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 and Doggies dying. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not for any of that stuff, but the show's very very entertaining. I like watching it. But my beef is not necessarily with the show, but what it's created. There's this culture online of everything has to be about Game of Thrones. Everybody's talking about Game of Thrones. Even my freaking news app on my phone sends me all this Game of Thrones news and i could care less about it i'm kind of like the old school guy i don't want to read into all of this stuff that you know fan theories and what if this or what if that i kind of just like watching the show and coming to my own conclusions or theories of my own not anybody else's and every now and then you know it's tempting and i click on one of these things and i just feel like it ruins everything it's kind of like when trailers For movies, give a little bit too much information. Or they show a scene that is like very important to the film. Or it's like the one good scene in the film. And you read into it. And you come to conclusions before you even watch the film. If I don't know if I want to watch the film, I'll watch somebody's review. But usually it's a review that doesn't spoil the film. There's one guy in particular online on YouTube that does it that he tries not to... Read too deep into it when it comes to the actual writing, but the skill of the direction, the the photography, all that good stuff. You know the 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 main parts of the movie that keep it cohesive. And one movie in particular, he said, before you go any farther, before you do anything else with this movie, and this is before even a trailer came out, and he said, this is one of those films that you don't want to see a trailer. You don't want to read into it. You don't want to read a review. And it was uh, the movie, the the newest Blade Runner movie, Blade Runner 2049. And I took his advice. And I have to say that I think that is one of the better movies I've ever seen. Was it because I didn't read into it and I didn't read any of the the things or I didn't watch a trailer? I think so. I think there's a lot to say about that. There's something to not knowing anything about something before you go into it. Now, with Blade Runner, you know, most of us have seen the original Blade Runner, so obviously we know what the characters are, what the the main story really is, but this was a brand new film, and it felt like a brand new film. It felt like it was a, a film all its own, so I really, really loved it, and I know a lot of people that didn't, but I think it's because either they don't like that style of film, or they did the direct opposite of what I did, and they watched the trailers, they watched all the reviews, they watched all the theories and all these things, and they watched the people who didn't like the film and said why they didn't like the film. And they created this bias in their brain that they weren't going to like the film. So that's why I'm not too big on all this GOT, Game of Thrones stuff, and it's just everywhere. It's all over the internet. It's all over the radio. It's all over podcasts. It's like you can't get away from it. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think that's cool. I think that means that the product is actually really that good. The show is really that good. It's a great show. They're great books. And I don't see anything wrong with it. I think there's a lot of really great characters in this show for just about anybody. I mean, there's been rarely a show where somebody can take a character and make them their own. I mean, my favorite character is Tyrion Lannister, you know. Peter Dinklage is a brilliant, brilliant actor. He is amazing. And I have have nothing in common with this little guy, except for I was little as a kid, and I was treated differently. So maybe that's what it is. It's my Napoleonitis, as I would say. I just like seeing somebody like that, who has a disadvantage, create an advantage for themselves and become somebody important, and his character is just so great, and I just think Peter Dinklage is great. He's just a great actor, so like that, I think there's somebody for everybody. There's somebody out there, and even some of the villains are, you know, inspiring. I know a lot of people who love the Queen, you know, the the, the Lena Headley character. They love her. They think she's amazing. She's a badass. Okay, I get it, but she's evil, so... Does that make you evil? But anyways, I'm so sick of GOT. That being said, I'm sick of myself because I'm actually doing this bit on my podcast. So I'm part of the problem. So don't listen to this. But you already have and you're at the end. So it's all over for you.